Recorded live at the Hawk's Nest on the summit in Pataskala, Ohio. This is Garage Days, underproduced and over the top. I'm your host, Arch Madness. Before I get into who this week's guest is, I've attended some shows since the last episode, GNR and Mammoth WVH last week. Wish Wolf would drop that WVH part, right? I just I know what I know what he's going for, but it just doesn't flow. Does it? Does it flow? I mean, I think it's tough to say on the air. Anyway, he, he can do whatever the hell he wants. I mean, he's so flippin' talented. Uh, then earlier this week, I saw Ace Fraley open for Alice Cooper. I I didn't stay for Alice. All right, I love Alice. I've seen him a lot. It's a Tuesday in another city. I'm 50. I'm good. I just <laughs> joking aside. I'll be honest with you, man. I've and I've told some of you this when I see you out at shows. I've just I've been so worried that the ace thing wouldn't pan out, you know, for a million different reasons, mostly just because of ace. But you, uh, you just never know, man. And, and let me start. Let me just start with the Guns N' Roses show. Mammoth sounded great. Love the record. It sounded great live. And let's be honest, man, to be Eddie's son and, and trying to forge your own path, you better deliver. And Wolf does. I mean, dude played bass in Van Halen at the age of 15, all right? He's prepped to handle the spotlight and how cruel the business can be. I'd go see him again in a heartbeat. Uh, Guns N' Roses, I mean, lots of different opinions out there when it came to the show, good and bad. I guess I'm, I'm somewhere in the middle on it. I mean, you guys know me. I'm never never neutral about anything. I kind of am on this. I mean, Slash, he is so damn good. So is Duff. And Axel, he does. He struggles at times. He still commands the stage, but those early songs, especially stuff off of Appetite, they're, they're so damn aggressive. I don't know how anyone could pull that off in their late 50s. I thought Axel was better when I saw him uh, two years ago, when I saw Guns in Cleveland. And that ACDC show five years ago was one of the most badass performances I've ever seen. It's tough. Hell, I'm, I'm a DLR guy. And it's just tough for me to bag on these legendary singers as they get older. And like I've said before, Glenn Hughes and Paul Rogers, those cats, they're anomalies. I mean, so is, so is Phil Mogg from UFO in his 70s. That, that shit just isn't normal. Now, would I go see Guns N' Roses again? Probably not. I mean, if my sons wanted to go, I would. I've, you know, I've taken heat from, from some of my buddies for expressing more interest in seeing and hearing Slash and Miles Kennedy. I think here lately, especially the last few years, man, those, those two write some killer music. Uh, it's more interesting to me than, than rehashed Chinese democracy songs. And I really like some tracks from that record, but not what GNR is compiling for this upcoming EP. I guess I, guess I wasn't very neutral there, was I? Uh, on to Ace Fraley. Now, Ace, Ace was a riot on Tuesday night. I had so much fun. Do I wish he would throw some Fraley's Comet in there? Any solo stuff? Sure. But his band is so damn good. Gives him a chance to be loose, just be ace. And when he straps that Les Paul on, there is no doubt who's playing that son of a bitch. Signature sound. That's my, that's my music hero, man. He's my rock hero. I just love him so much. I had so much fun. You just never know when it's going to be the last time. So I always take it in. When I, when I see the space, man. Uh, speaking of guitar legends, 
my guest on this episode, guitarist Brad Gillis. I recorded this a few weeks back. We talk about the new Night Ranger album and the uh, the band played on AT. BPO, as it's being called. Some really cool songs on this record. I've played the single Breakout a few times on QFM, and I've been jamming on this song, Cold as December. In fact, it's it's going to make it on this week's Garage Days Weekly Top 10. So I talk New Night Ranger with Brad, his guitar collection, and I also get a chance to ask him, this is so cool, I asked him about being in the Hearing Aid Project back in the day. Do you remember that? Stars and, oh man, just... So, so here he is, Night Rangers, Brad Gillis. Enjoy. Night Rangers' latest album is their 12th studio record, ATBPO, uh, and the band played on, and on the line with me now is Night Ranger guitarist Brad Gillis. Hey, Brad, how you doing, man? Hey, Archie, doing fine, buddy. You know, it's been uh, busy ever since we released this record, but we're making the best of it. Glad we got something new out. Well, you know, not too many times, Brad, in my business, do you get a second chance? And this interview is my second chance, Brad. I, I had kind of a Chris Farley moment with you at a meet and greet a few years ago. So let let me so check this out, man. So this would have been this was at at, at uh, Picktown Palooza maybe like three or four years ago. It was at a meet and greet, and and I get back and I I come running right over to you and I said, Hey, Brad, speak of the devil. That was a big record for me. And and you go. It was a big record for me too, man. <laughs> I was like, I was like, damn it, damn it. That's you've been. Come on, Archie, you've been doing this for twenty-five years. Don't, don't. And I did. I embarrassed myself, but uh, anyway, oh, it, it was a, so it was a big good. record you, for me. Love, <laughs> it was. Love is good love, Archie. Right on, man. Hey, Brad. ATBPO, great record. That classic Night Ranger sound with a. Uh, it's got a modern touch too, man. So what I want, how I want to start this off is. The writing and recording of this record in the craptastic year that was 2020, my goodness, man, I can't even imagine. If you could talk about what that was like. Well, I got to tell you, you know, uh, that was, uh, you know, March 15th-ish, the year before, when everything kind of hit. Uh, we were on tour. We were getting ready to go to uh, uh, play the Hard Rock at, at, uh, around Punta Cana area, uh, and... Uh, the Dominican Republic, and we decided, man, it started getting hairy. So we shut down, and everybody just went home, you know, like everybody else, dead in the water, just hanging out, doing nothing. And, you know, a couple of months went by. We thought, you know, nothing was easing up. Well, how do we keep ourselves busy? You know, what, what could we do? And we thought, well, you know, we've been doing real well with Frontiers Records out of Italy. They've been releasing quite a few records from us now. We ended up popping out a record every couple of years. So we thought, let's get together. And get some ideas and do some Zoom calls. So that's when it start, started about September of last year. So Jack and Kelly and I got together with all these different ideas that everybody had, started flushing out different ideas. We threw them to, uh, you know, Carrie Kelly, the other guitar player, and Eric Levy, our keyboard player. They started throwing in their two cents. And then we decided once we had the foundation uh, of the songs and the arrangements, and a rough idea, you know, throwing rough guitars on. We had Kelly, our drummer, going into a big studio where he lives in the uh, Phoenix, Arizona area. Went in and cut these drums. And us having individual home studios, we started passing the files around. And everybody started getting into it, doing their thing. And, you know, a lot of calls, more Zoom calls, uh, flushing this out, that out. I think we had like 
16, 17 ideas. We got it down to about 12. And then we honed in on those and, uh, you know, more Zoom calls, more <laughs> sending files back and forth. And, right. and we were able to finish this thing. And, and, and we, I got to tell you, we never got together once. Can you believe that? No, I can't. It's all done. I- I, I, I can't. I can't. This this whole Zoom thing, and you know, you brought it up a couple times. I, you know, for us in radio, it was that was kind of that was new, man. That was a whole. It was a whole new animal for us. Were you guys kind of hip to that technology a little bit before all this went down, or was that something you guys were kind of learning as well? I mean, just all this new technology no. that we're using now, like it, like it's just sure. a phone call. No, we had been using it before. You know, there's been uh, uh, definitely guitar lessons I was doing online. And gotcha. The Rock and Roll Fantasy Camp. I did a couple things with them where I'd have 20, 30 people on my computer and I'd be giving guitar lessons and stuff like that. It was a Rock and Roll Fantasy Camp thing. So that's how I kind of got hip to it. Um, but, you know, I thought it'd be the best thing to do for Kelly and I doing the initial writing with these songs is to, you know, just do Zoom calls. So, you know, if I, I needed to show a chord progression or how I played something or something to Jack or, you know, whatever, I mean, it's all like visually right there to be able to do that. But uh, we embraced it, made the best of it. It took us about five to six months, Archie, you know, to, to finish this record. And, of course, you know, <laughs> the worst part is, Waiting those three months after you finish a record for it to be released, it's like, no, come on, you know, you want you want people to hear it, you know. <laughs> well, yeah, dude, be out there. So I'd love to throw some songs at you from the album and, and get your thoughts on, on those tracks. Is that is that cool? Sure. Yeah, man. Let's let's start with the single breakout. I've had a great reaction to it when I play it here at QFM, man. Talk talk about the single breakout. Well, after doing uh, finishing these twelve songs, you know, I think we released eleven, and then we do another bonus track for Japan. Uh, things are a little different in Japan. You want to give them a little extra or whatever. We finished the record, and we were pretty much torn on which song should be the single. We definitely wanted something up tempo, something fiery, something in your face. Uh, and we had a few of those on the record. So what we did is we sent it to the record company. And, you know, of course, they didn't listen to it. We said, well, what do you think about maybe what the first single should be? And they all came back, a majority of like 10 people at the record company saying, it should be Breakout. It sounds most like Night Ranger. Yep, with the twin yep, harmonies, yep, yep. straighten off on the solos with Carrie Kelly, Jack singing his ass off. Uh, instead of a big, you know, typical three-part Night Ranger chorus, it's the big break out chorus, which is a little different, like, like a gang vocal, which is kind of awesome and different. And plus, the production was more modern because, well, everything everything's more modern, Archie. I guess. Everything, everything is a little more modern these days. You got like, better levels, louder records, and and more uh, in, in your face, and 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 you could hear, you know, I mean, we. It was mixed very well through a guy named Anthony Fox. Uh, he threw it all together, and of course, we all came in. You know, Jack and Kelly and me, pretty much saying, you know, as far as the mixing and getting all that done. But, uh, but it was, you know, it was just great to do this new record and have it out there. And Breakout was the natural single that the record company thought. So we went in and did the video, and then also did a video for uh, uh, Bring It All Home to Me, the same area outside of Palm Springs, California at the Salton Sea with a very eclectic area with all this crazy stuff all over this town. And nice. we went in and did yeah. two, two videos in one day. We went in cheap, just did it live. I mean, you just don't spend a lot of money on videos these days, whereas back in the 80s, I think you spent like $150,000. <laughs> $150, right? 
You right. know, when you close your eyes, not when you, one of those videos, you spend a lot of money on. So you don't have to do that these days. Hey, you can shoot videos with her iPhone these days, you know? Oh, isn't that a yeah, iMovie? Isn't that the truth, man? And it yeah. looks amazing. It looks amazing when, when they do it. Yeah. yeah, well, that's why we went to the moon, is what I was told, Brad, um, for this sort of technology. Hey, a few, yeah. a, a few more songs. I love the riff on Coldest December. There you go. Well, you know, that's one of my favorite songs, Cold as December. And also, you know, uh, I, and I love, you know, the ballad, uh, you know, uh, Can't Afford a Hero. I mean, I think Jack really just brings that home. Uh, you know, Coming for You, the title there, track. That's it. A that's, lot of force to it. That's the one. Yep, I, yep. Yeah. And here's the thing. And I've talked about this on my radio show. I've talked about this on my podcast, Brad. And that's, we did a whole show one time on opening tracks. To albums and how sometimes those can be your favorite songs how it just sets the tone for the record coming for you just a killer opening track yeah you know i think that's one we we may decide to throw in the set to start playing live now we're already playing breakout we played breakout probably you know we've been gigging you know we've been safe and everybody's vaccinated we right. we, we ixnade the ixnade the old meet and greets so we're not <laughs> hanging with people and uh we're trying to, you know, wearing masks backstage and doing the best we can in this COVID situation. So we decided to throw Breakout in the set. We probably played it five or six times and it's coming across real well. And we just kind of learned to uh, bring it all home to me. We've been doing that as sound check. We may throw that in there the next cool. week we do. And who knows, we may throw this new ballad or, uh, you know, uh, um, uh, uh, Can't Afford a Hero in there just because it's a little different. I think it's a great song. And, you know, being a finished guitar and Amplifier Collector, uh, I used my 57 Fender Stratocaster and a 1965 black hit, Blackface Fender Deluxe Reverb on that song to get that classic old sound that so many great songs back in the day were, you know, that combination was real popular. So I decided to go old school back on that to get that Strat tone on Can't Afford a Hero. So that was kind of fun. But uh, Archie, we had the luxury of time here, yeah. you know, meaning it wasn't like it was the eighties where they throw, you know, you're paying a thousand to $2,000 a day for studio time. And the producer says, all right, come in and do your solo. You got to, you know, you got a half hour to pull it off. You know, it's like, oh, right. okay, you know, but uh, when we knew that was coming back in the day, of course, you know, Watson and Jeff Watson and I used to sit in, you know, in, in our rooms and come up with great parts. We did, we never went in blind on solos. We kind of had a basic format of what we wanted to do, but we had the luxury of time in this record, whereas passing the files around, if I was doing a guitar solo, I would throw something down, just keep fiddling with it as much time as I want. I'm in my own home studio. And then sleep on it for the night, wake up the next day and listen to see if it was viable for the record. So, um, you know, uh, so we had the luxury of time for this record. Like I said, it took about five months to finish it. And uh, and we're real happy with the outcome. You, you talk about being a, a vintage guitar collector. You brought up the, the Strat, the 57 Strat. I've also read about your, your, your gold top and what are what are some of the what's your baby what's what's your what nothing you would ever bring on the road obviously but just what what's what's the one that you just what one hangs a little higher than the other ones i don't know i got a, i got over 100 guitars uh, so, uh, uh yeah yeah okay, but, yeah uh, it's these, like you know, these are these are investments for me you know i mean i'm actually selling quite a few now to the 70s guitars to, to fund my 50s and 60s guitars because uh you know, I'm into these holy grails, but, yeah. uh, you know, I ended up buying this 52 gold top, no serial number, first year release. It's absolutely gorgeous. Bought it from a, a, 
uh, a guitar showcase down here in San Jose in the Bay Area where I live. And just, and it's just, it's, you know, I played it on a couple of rhythm parts uh, on the record. It just has its own thing. And, you know, Carrie, our the guitar player, he plays a gold top. But um, this with the PAF pickups, it's just unbelievable. And I got like a 68 Fender Pink Paisley Telecaster that's absolutely meant. I bought from the Guitar Center years ago. And it's got the telly twang. It's just nice. it's more of a show. See? It's more of a show. Yeah. A show piece, you know what I mean? Yeah, man, for and sure. Then, you know, uh, I'm traveling up to Anchorage, Alaska about five, six years ago doing the show, uh, talking to the promoter. He set me up with a mom and pop store guy that had a, you know, and the guy I called him up says, yeah, I got this uh, 57 Strat, you know, up in my rafters. Yeah, I'd be, I'd be selling it. I'm, you know, I've been losing money here because of Guitar Center and Amazon taking away all my business. So. I cut a real good deal with him and bought that and brought it home. Right um, on, Brad. Strap. Yeah, so, you know, I put the word out. I got buddies that look for me for uh, for great uh, vintage gear. And, and I'm always looking for those original, non-fine-tuner Floyd Roses. Did you, you, know? you hear that, ladies and gentlemen? Uh, you can contact Brad at... I've got another uh, Chris Farley moment here, Brad. Now, I've never had, I never had a chance to ask anybody... Who was there about this? And as an 80s metalhead, I'm dying to know what it was like to be a part of Hearing Aid. Brad, Brad, that video for Stars was like heavy metal crack for my 15-year-old ass. I just oh, t- oh, I remember when the video when you you put your your hand over the over the ST and, and you and it said Dio, Dio and it's just that was just iconic, man. Talk talk about that experience. Yeah, well, that was a, you know, it was a great experience for me. It was for a good cause, yeah. hearing aid. And, you know, the song was called Stars. I'm sure most people know this. Yeah. And, uh, you know, all the, the big boy guitar players, it was the who, the who of the who, of the who uh, played the great guitar that were in this in this video. We had your Ing Big Mousings, your George Lynch's, and, and uh, you know, Neil Sean. And, oh, I know, like, man. Everybody was there. It was just unbelievable. And. You know, then we all end up going into the room with Ronnie and, and uh, you know, recording our guitar solos. If you listen to the song, I think the solo section with, I think there's 16 guitar players yeah, playing on it. Yeah, dude, you got That's like about, a couple different ones on that on that track alone. Yeah, but how do I compete with all these guys? You know, everyone is playing as intricate and as fast as they could. And I thought, well, okay, you know, so I thought, well, how am I going to set my tone? I thought... I'm going to do a whammy bar harmonic solo, you know? So I, you know, injected my little whammy harmonic things in there and a little playing here and there. And uh, what really uh, was cool for me is everybody that heard it and would mention it would say, hey, I sure know when your solo starts. See, see, you were able to do it. uh, Uh, Yeah, I just wanted to stand out there for Uh, the uh, the new Night Ranger ATBPO available on CD. Say that ten times. Uh, digital and some uh, really cool vinyl versions too. Brad, I mean, I'm into into vinyl, and you guys have like you've got red, crystal, blue, yellow. Isn't it crazy how records are how they're huge again, Brad? Well, I, I think it's amazing. I mean, uh, you know, I still got a record player here with all the greatest albums that I grew up with. You know, and uh, the only thing is, I need a new needle. My needle's shot, so. Um, you know, them wanting to release these different eclectic colored yeah. vinyls, I think is awesome. And, and you got a lot of fans out there that wanted each color. It's like, okay, <laughs> you know, sure, I've, whatever, whatever I've, works. But, I feel uh, it, man. I've, I've just, I, I never quit buying it. It just, 
it went away, you know, throughout the nineties and stuff. It was it was it was tough to 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 find and it's just crazy now how it's more readily available than than CDs and how it outsells a lot of these other uh platforms. I just I think it's awesome, man. There's nothing sounds like that, man. There's just it's a rich yeah. sound. If you've got the right system, if you've if you got a new needle, Analog. if you get your needle fixed, Brad, but it's you know, it's oh, yeah. it's just there's nothing like it, man. There's nothing like good vinyl. Well, I got to tell you, Archie, you know what the, the next latest fad, uh, fad that's coming out? What's that? No. <laughs> what is it? Eight tracks. What's that? Eight tracks. No, stop eight it. Tracks. Stop it. Stop it. There's no. <laughs> Dude, I vaguely, I was I was kind of young in the 70s, but I've, my older sisters, I remember how it would like click over in the middle of songs and we're I'm like trying yeah. to, and no, I was trying to listen to the Destroyer 8 track. It yeah. just. No, that's that wasn't. I know that wasn't. That's so long ago. <laughs> I, I mean, you know, I, 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 I only mentioned it, Archie, because somebody came with an eight track of a one of the Night Ranger big three first, you know, no, record, right? But I, then I found out that there was some company that oh, you could order. Okay, you know, it's it's like we never actually came out on eight track. We were a few years past that. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Cassette. Cassettes were big back then, and of course, next decade with CDs. So. You had me for about five seconds there, Brad. You had me. I'm pretty. I'm pretty gullible. Uh, Night Ranger guitarist Brad Gillis. Uh, Brad, thank you so much for taking the time and talking with me. I, I really appreciate it, man. Hey, it's my pleasure, Archie. You know, we're out there doing our thing. We're able to, you know, we got a bunch of great shows coming up. We've been playing, you know, Summerfest, Rockfest, doing all these. You know, Monsters on the Mountain coming up. We have the Kiss Cruise coming up. Yeah, right on. Opening, opening for Guns N' Roses 2022 Summertime and, and, and Sweden, Sweden Rock Festival. Uh, we've got all kinds of things going on. We're just hoping to get a, you know, the world gets a handle on this COVID thing so everybody's able to go see concerts and relive those old memories. <laughs> Love the new record, man. Really do. And wish, uh, wish Kelly a happy birthday today. You got it, man. Yeah, I will do that. In fact, we've all been communicating and wishing him happy birthday. And, awesome. And we're back out on the road here on, on Friday for a couple shows. So uh, the machine keeps rolling and, you know, looking forward to playing more of these new songs live and getting into your town or wherever. Just keep them busy and and uh, rocking, rocking the best we can. And Brad, and let me close with this. Speak of the Devil, that was a huge record for me, man. It really, really was. <laughs> It was a big one for me, too, Artie. <laughs> <laughs> there you have it. Night Ranger guitarist Brad Gillis. I mean, what a huh? what a cool dude. I, so glad I got a chance to redeem myself on the speak of the uh, the devil comment. <laughs> oh, God. I'm glad, I'm glad I did. All right. The Garage Days Weekly Top 10 for the week of October 1st, 2021. At number 10, Through the Mists of Time, ACDC. That is the new single on Power Up. And it was just released as a single today. And you might think, Arch, haven't you talked? Yeah, this is my favorite song on the Power Up album. And I used to talk on, on this podcast about the, the video. It was a fan video for this. It's called This One's for Mal, Through the Mists of Time. And it plays all these old clips. And we've talked. I've talked about it a bunch. I've talked about it with my guests on here. But it's going to be cool for them to release it. I hope I get to start playing it on the radio. It is the best song on that album, Through the Mists of Time, at number 10. At number 9, here we go, Night Ranger, Cold as December, off the And the Band Played On album. Check this out. There's there's a few good tracks on this, on this record, really. And this is one of my favorite ones. Uh, number 9, Night Ranger, Cold as December. 
At number eight, The Parchment from Iron Maiden. Still, this is probably my favorite song on that record right now. The more and more I listen to it, there's a few other tracks that might sneak into this top ten. I know the writing on the wall was in there for a while. Uh, this is from the Sinjutsu album. Uh, but The Parchment, Iron Maiden, twelve. it's over 12 minutes. I think it's 12 minutes and 38 seconds. See, I can remember numbers like that. I couldn't remember math growing up. But I can tell you how long a damn Iron Maiden song is. Uh, number seven, Lights Up the River from Tora Tora. I'm throwing in another Tora Tora uh, tune in there. I'm kind of mixing it up with them. I've been on such a Tora Tora kick lately. Uh, this one is from the Bastards of Beale album. And it's called Lights Up the River. Great song. Great tune. Uh, number six, Mr. Ed, Mammoth, WVH. Sounded great live. Uh, what a great record. Uh, Mr. Ed uh, kicks off the album, and it's it's one of my favorite songs off there. Uh, number five, I had to throw in an ace riff, and he played this one, Parasite Kiss from the Hotter Than Hell album. Oh, just to hear that. Just to hear it live. I mean, and I say signature sound all the time. Son of a gun. Right there, Parasite. Uh, number five, some old Kiss making its way into the weekly top ten. And the top four are staying the same. Afterneath, that is the instrumental off to Resist and Bite and their new record. Uh, number three, Diamonds and Rust, live the Hawk's Nest from Green 13's Anthony Clay. Uh, number two, the last song from My Resting Place from Black Country Communion. And number one, still, The Traveler, live at the Hawk's Nest from Ehab Amran. And, of course, he is the lead singer from South of Eden. I got to get those guys in. I don't know if any of you saw the pictures from their uh, Friday show at Louder Than Life. Oh, my God, the crowd. They're, 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 I hope I can get them in here again. <laughs> I hope, you know, I've been reaching out to Tommy McCall. I think I'm going to get the drummer. I'm going to try to get him on next. And then Nick. I need to get all the guys on the show because, uh, yeah, they're, they're not going to be our secret anymore. <laughs> they're just too damn good. Uh, upcoming episodes, October 8th and 15th. I've got a couple different guests lined up. I'm just not sure who's going who's gonna to take which episode. October 22nd, I'm off, so there won't be a new episode that week. Basically, I'm just resting up for the party. That will be October 29th and the flight out of Ohio show for Flight Pattern Bob. That's going to be epic. It's going to be something else. And as always, I appreciate you guys. Thanks for all the downloads. Until the next episode, stay frosty. I'll have to check that out.